Good morning and welcome back. It is Wednesday, June 30th, the last day of the first half of 2021. So um, hopefully those of you who are, who are listening are enjoying your summer so far. Um, we have the 4th of July coming up in a couple of days, so hopefully you have some plans for that. Michelle, do you guys have any plans for the 4th? We do. Our son lives with us and he loves fireworks. Okay. And every year he puts on a very nice display for the whole neighborhood. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, do you get com neighbors complaining that he goes too late at night or that because um, it's the fourth, they're okay with it? It's that? just, a, well, third, fourth, sometimes it drifts okay. over a little. We have a daughter who was born on the third of July. Oh. So the, the ritual kind of started when they were teens and he would give her fireworks for her birthday. Okay. And uh, then as she got older, he started doing these displays. And uh, this year, though, we're going to do it on the 4th. There are three other neighbors who are doing it on the 4th, too. Okay. So it ought to be quite a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be out of town, otherwise I'd find my way over to your there house you to, to enjoy that. So, um, well, Michelle, again, thank you for joining us this week. And it's been um, fun right for me just to get your insights and I appreciate what you've been sharing with us. Um, you mentioned earlier just that you've been at Victory Point for about a year now. Um, so usually we have our guests share on Wednesdays kind of what brought them to Victory Point, what keeps them here, kind of what their role is. So um, tell us a little bit about your um, your journey here to, to Victory Point. Okay. Don and I began attending Victory Point just a couple weeks before the shutdown okay. um, of COVID. A so year it's ago your fault there. that we shut yeah, down. You yeah, guys came yeah, with we no. brought it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. They yeah. didn't bring it. <laughs> the, the church we had been uh, attending before, we've been there for about 20 years, and okay. it was made up of mostly older people. And it was really seriously dwindling in membership. And we were thinking maybe it's time for us to look at another option, not knowing the longevity of potentially for that church. Yeah. So um, about that time, our good friends, Doug and Nancy Brettschneider, had just started coming here for two or three weeks. Okay. And they said, you need to check out Victory Point. So we did that. And um, after those couple weeks, um, suddenly we went on Zoom. Oh, yeah. And uh, the first week there were breakout rooms. Remember okay. that? Oh, yeah. 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 Those, I'm a, more of an uh, introvert, yes. an which kind of is ironic because I do the podcast. But this is just me and you talking. Right. It's not a whole bunch of So, yeah, those Zoom breakout rooms were a little bit awkward for me. Well, but a little risky, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when that first breakout room was introduced to us, we kind of looked at each other like, do we click it off or do we go oh, yeah. forward? And we went forward mm -hmm. and uh, we tried to look at it as an opportunity to get to know people. And yeah. it, it really was a benefit to us because we get to know two or three couples every week. Yeah. And um, so that was good. And um, we just stuck with it. And um, we joined um, Tom and Lori Jelstra's missional community okay. during the summer out at Helder Park. They um, encouraged us to do that. And so we got to know them a bit. And then um, Matt encouraged people to um, develop more house churches. And so um, Brett Schneiders invited us to join them, invited a few other couples. So then we got into a house church. and We okay. meet every Wednesday night for a meal and Bible study. And, uh, okay. of course, we enjoy the podcast every day. Yeah. Um, we love the worship, the messages. We are really blessed and happy to be here. Oh, oh, good. I'm so glad. So, you know, this idea of house church is something that's kind of 
not real familiar. I mean, you talked uh, the other day about how you grew up in the church and all that stuff. And so a house church is very different than coming. Yeah. So what is, if someone's out there wondering about, oh, what's a house church? Why should I get involved in it? And what, what is it? Or what's the benefit of it? What, why do you, why should people join a house church? I think of it as kind of a, a Bible study on steroids. Okay. Um, we, our house church is just made up of four couples. In fact, one of the couples is, um, doesn't always attend Victory Point every week. They uh, are kind of embracing two different churches right now. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily involve all VP people. It can, it can be somebody in your neighborhood or whatever too. But we get together, we share a meal, we keep it simple. And after the meal, we, um, we choose a passage to read and discuss. It's very informal. Um, we share our lives. Um, anybody has a concern, we text each other, we pray for each other. Um, it, it's, it's been a real, a real special bond between us all. And, um, yeah, I just encourage people to go for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of that, so if, um, if you're interested in a house church, um, or just if you actually, I was supposed to say this yesterday, if you want more information about, or the podcast, or if you have questions, you can email us at info at victorypoint.org. So if you are interested in a house church or I want to find out more about it, feel free to send us an email, info at victorypoint.org. And um, someone will kind of connect with you. And um, I might be, I guess, volunteering myself to, <laughs> to start something if I'm you know, offering this, but I'm sure that there are other people out there that are interested in this idea. And so um, hopefully after listening to your experience, that might be something that they'd be interested in. So, um, well, Thank you, Michelle, for, for doing that. And thank you for joining the Victory Point family. It's exciting to have you guys here. So, um, all right, now I, my notes are all discombobulated. Today, Wednesday, all right, we are um, reading Ezekiel, Ezekiel 2, 1 through 5. Again, another short passage, um, only five verses. So we'll see what we can pull out of this. But um, so um, I'm going to read and then I'll let you kind of jump off with what jumped out to you. So Ezekiel 2, 1 through 5, it's called Ezekiel's Call. He said to me, son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet and I heard him speaking to me. He said, son of man, I'm sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I send you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And that's it. <laughs> so that's it. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious, kind of as you read those, what jumped out to you? Because that seems like one, a very abrupt end to the passage um and just kind of like hmm it's well i don't want to put thoughts <laughs> in your mind so just as you read that what jumped out of you what's yeah what popped up so well i had a couple things that stood out to me um in verse three he says i am sending you to a rebellious nation and i think he sends us to a rebellious nation too sure um america is certainly has been for many years rebelling against God. And um, so I, I'm, I can really identify with Ezekiel in what God is telling him to do. 
Um, and I thought, too, how much easier it would have been if he said, just go and everyone will welcome you <laughs> right. and your words and they'll turn to me. But yeah. but that's not the way it's going to work. And uh, if Ezekiel could do it, uh, we can do it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yes, if he can do it, we can do it. But I'm thinking if I was Ezekiel and God says, hey, go to his people, they're rebellious, they're obstinate, they're stubborn, um, they may or may not listen to you. I was like, um, no, <laughs> no, um, you know, I, why would I go to a place where people may or may not listen to me? And, you know, if someone's obstinate and stubborn, they might not like what I want to say and kind of, you know, rebel against that or whatever. Um, but I think what, um, what struck at me is, um, let me find, I think it's verse four, um, oh, verse five, and whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious the house, they will know their prophet has been among them. And yeah. so what God is saying is, you know, it's not your job to get them to listen or get them to believe or to right. change their mind. I'm just telling you to go share what I'm telling you to share. They might listen. They might not. Yeah. But that's not your responsibility. That's not your job. You just go because they will know, like I said here, they'll know that there's a prophet among you. And so I think, you know, when you talk about, you know, the, the world we live in now. Yes, America is a very rebellious nation. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like, well, the gospel message is not uh, really being accepted anymore yeah. in many ways. Um, and I just want to, you know, uh, Facebook is not the place to do it, but I just want to get on Facebook and say, look, this is what God <laughs> says. And, you know, but I know that, you know, most likely if I have to do that, then you know, all the comments would come oh, back. Yeah. And, and so it's, but it's, it's not, I guess there's, there's some comfort in knowing that we just have to be faithful to share the message. What happens after that is not really right. our concern. I mean, we hope that when we share what God has to share, people will listen. Yeah. But really we don't have to worry about that. Right. So, um, just scatter the seed. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, um, you know, in, um, I guess it was early June, the first part of June, we had this summer of worship, mm -hmm. the four-week series, um, and the whole idea of just being open to uh, God's calling and to be available if these, um, you know, conversations present themselves. So you, you like the second week was talking about having parties. So yeah. you have parties, maybe meaningful conversations will happen, maybe they won't, but you're just being obedient to what God's right. saying. So, yeah. Um, so on the surface, this looks like, uh, oh, why would I want to do what God's calling us, to, what God's saying, go to this rebellious people? But mm -hmm. that's not our job to try to get them to listen. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Well, I thought um, I kind of focused in, too, on the word prophet. Sometimes we use these church terms. And I, oh, yeah. so I, whenever a word kind of just pops out to me, I Google it. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, so when I did that, um, the the uh, different um, words that popped up for prophet were an inspired teacher of God's will, representative or ambassador. And I thought how I kind of like that word ambassador, oh, sure. how yeah. we're an ambassador for God, representing him to the world around us. And then I thought, too, what are the characteristics of a prophet? We look at the different prophets in the Old Testament. Yeah. And I thought, first of all, they were obedient. They were humble. 
um, what they did, they did without concern for their safety mm. or for their personal gain. They were just faithful to the message they were entrusted with. And um, the biggest requirement for the prophet wasn't their abilities or their riches or their standing in the community or anything, anything that people would say would qualify mm -hmm. them. Their requirement was simply their obedience to God's call. And so I think, you know, just as um, it says in verse five, they will know that a prophet has been among them. If we try to be an ambassador and represent God and his love to the people around us, and we do it with some of these characteristics of humility and faithfulness to God, and um, then they'll know that a prophet has been among them. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think of, you know, the, again, I try to make connections between what we read earlier and mm -hmm. actually this on uh, Friday's passage, we're going to read about how this maybe impacted Jesus. But um, in verse two, he says, as I, as he spoke, the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. And when I looked at the, the footnotes, the type of how mm -hmm. that was God coming in and, and um, empowering Ezekiel to kind of send him out to say that, um, your ministry is starting and I am empowering you to do this. Kind of what we were talking mm -hmm. about on Monday, walking against the current or with sure. the current. And so really, um, yeah, we just need to be obedient and willing to go out and we got to trust that God's going to give us what we need, you know, um, that um, it's not so much what we're going to say, um, but just that we're willing to say what God tells us. And so right. he will give us what we need um, if we are being obedient. But again, and, and you mentioned um, all the things that maybe people would think a prophet needs to have or, you know, popularity, money and stuff. And, they, you know, it's not the outward, it's the inward. Right. right? And yeah. so I, I appreciate you kind of listening to all those things that, mm -hmm. you know, prophets aren't or don't need to be. Mm -hmm. They just need to be obedient. So, mm -hmm. um so as as you kind of read through this and talk about what is this saying to you? Like, what, what are you going to go out and do as a result of this passage, do you think? I think just to be more intentional to do that, to, to be more aware and to um, look for opportunities. I think um, if you're anything like me, it's always easy in hindsight to say, oh, that was an opportunity I could have sp spoken up. Yeah. And um, just just to pray for open eyes and an open heart to see those opportunities and to, to listen to God as he directs me um, to go and tell. Um, and I think, too, you know, the, the flip side of being responsive to God's spirit is – is not being responsive, which is really disobedience. Sure, yeah. So um, we want to live in that obedience and be faithful to his call. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for, for that. And um, I think, again, that's a, that's a good challenge for um, our listeners, too, as we wrap up today, um, just to be intentional about praying for those opportunities, mm -hmm. to be that you would see them and then be willing to respond to them. Um, and just to trust that, you know, whether the people listen or not, you are just doing what God's calling you and going and sharing. And they'll know that, um, you know, a prophet was amongst them. They'll know that what you shared was from God. So they, you know, they might not act on it, but they know. And, and it, ultimately, we, 
we can only be responsible for what God's calling us to do. And whether they respond or not, it really doesn't, it's not a concern. We have to be faithful to what right. God's calling us to do. So good. So hopefully that's a, a good challenge for you, those of you who are listening to just pray for those opportunities. And then when they come, because they will, when we ask for them, they will come, that we'll step into them. So um, as you think about today, may the Lord bless you and protect you. Um, may the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Thanks for joining us.